I don't know if you're like me, but if you are, then almost every day you encounter all kinds of different kinds of people. All kinds, right? Some people are delightful and some are difficult. Some of them are inspiring, some of them are irritating, some of them are fascinating, and some of them are intimidating. The fact is, a lot of the problems in this life are because of personality conflicts. We don't get along with people. And when your relationships are bad, life stinks. Life is miserable. I mean, you may have lots of money, you may have lots of opportunities, but if your relationships are bad, most likely you're miserable, unless you just don't have a heart, which I don't think that's the case here. But when our relationships are bad, we're miserable. It's very important that we learn how to get along with other people. James gives us some practical advice, as he has been throughout our time in, his, in this letter. Today, we're going to look at what he says to say about how to be wise in our uh, relationships with other people. Verse 18 is a key verse. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. James says that in every relationship, you are planting seeds. Sometimes you're planting seeds of anger or jealousy or peace or confidence, insecurity, all kinds of seeds, so that eventually you are going to reap those seeds in your relationship. So the question for us is, how can we plant seeds of peace? How can I be a peacemaker? How can we have peaceful relationships? The, the, the answer is simple. Wisdom. We need to learn how to be wise in the way we act toward people. Often, we treat people in very foolish ways, and we provoke the very opposite behavior that we would normally like to see in them. Common sense is not so common. A lot of smart people are not too wise. They may be educated, but they don't have wisdom. The first thing James says in verse 13 is that wisdom is a lifestyle. It has nothing to do with your intelligence. It has everything to do with your relationship and your character. He says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. Imagine James walking into our church this morning, and he asks, uh, may I see a hand's uh, may, may I see a hand uh, of those who are wise? So a few of you decide to raise your hands. And he would say, prove it. Show me. Show me your wisdom by your lifestyle. It's not a matter of what you say with your lips, but a matter of what you live with your life. Not a matter of your words, but your works. How do you get along with other people? That shows how wise you really are. It's a lifestyle. Wisdom has more to do with character and relationships than it has to do with education and intelligence. Wisdom creates humility. Knowledge often causes pride, but wisdom causes humility. 
Verses 14 through 16, James says, lack of wisdom causes problems, all kinds of problems. He says, if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. A lack of wisdom causes all kinds of disorder and problems, chaos and confusion. I mean, listen, do you have confusion in your home? Do you have chaos at work? Is your life a mess? If you can't get it all together, maybe you lack wisdom. It causes all kinds of problems in our lives, a lack of wisdom. So how can I know if I'm wise and how I relate toward people? So today we're going to take a wisdom test. Um, you, in, your, in your bulletin, there's a, a sermon notes page with some fill-in-the-blank. If that's how you uh, learn and, and uh, can retain, then do that. If not, put it down and just listen. But we're going to take a wisdom test. We're going to test your wisdom, see how wise you really are. And so in, in verse 17, he lists the characteristics, James lists the characteristics of wise people. He says, but wisdom that comes from heaven, because he talks about two, two, two kinds of wisdom. Uh, an earthly wisdom that causes disorder and, and so forth, and a heavenly wisdom. But wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. These are the characteristics of a wise person. So in this verse, James says, if I'm wise, I will not compromise my integrity. If I'm wise, I will not compromise my integrity. He says the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Pure means uncorrupted, authentic, integrity. If I'm really genuine, if I'm wise, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to cheat you. I'm not going to manipulate you. I'm not going to be deceitful. I'm going to be a person of integrity. Because all relationships are built on trust and respect. If you don't have honesty, is anybody going to trust you? If you don't have honesty, is anybody going to respect you? If you don't have honesty, nobody's going to trust you. Nobody's going to respect you. You have to have integrity in your life. There's two, there's two books of wisdom in the Bible. We've talked a little bit about this. James is in the, in the New Testament. And Proverbs is in the Old Testament. They both talk about wisdom. Proverbs 10.9 says, Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. They walk securely because they're not afraid of being found out because they don't say one thing to one group and another thing to another group. Someone said, No man has a good enough memory to be an habitual liar. Eventually, you're going to slip up. If you've got integrity, you've got confidence. You walk securely in your relationships. You know you're not putting people on. If I'm wise, I'm not going to compromise my integrity. If I'm wise, I'm not going to antagonize your anger. If I'm wise, I'm not going to antagonize your anger. I won't make you angry. Wise people work at maintaining harmony. They're not always looking for a fight. James says wisdom is peace-loving. First of all, pure, then peace-loving. You ever met someone who's always arguing, 
always looking for a fight. If you're smart, you don't antagonize people's anger. Proverbs 23 says, any fool can start arguments. The wise thing is to stay out of them. Any fool can start arguments. The wise thing is to stay out of them. So what causes arguments? Do you you know? If you're wise, you know what starts arguments so that you can avoid them. Here's a couple of things that start some arguments, and if you're wise, you're going to avoid these, is comparing. Woo! You want to start an argument? Start comparing. You're just like. Why can't you be like? When I was your age, nobody said that. When you, when you compare, you are asking for a fight. Another thing that starts arguments is condemning. It's all your fault. You should be ashamed. You just lay on the guilt. You know, you know these, these, these are my favorite. You always, you never, you ought to, you should, you shouldn't. Someone said you can bury any relationship with a lot of little digs. A lot of little digs. Wisdom is peace-loving. If I'm smart, if I'm wise in relationships, I'm not going to compromise my integrity, and, I'm, and I won't antagonize your anger. And if I'm wise, I will not minimize your feelings. Wisdom is considerate, James says. And considerate means mindful of the feelings of others. There's a common mistake that if I don't feel the way you feel, your feelings must be invalid or illogical or irrational or silly. James says wise people are considerate. They don't minimize other people's feelings. If I'm wise, I will not minimize your feelings. I don't have to accept them, but I can understand them. Proverbs 15.4 says, Kind words bring life, but cruel words crush your spirit. Typically, when we react to people's emotions, we say things that hurt them. Often we belittle the feeling. We put people down we, or we play psychologist. I know why you feel that way. We're we're condescending toward people. James says, if I'm wise in relationships, I'm not going to minimize your feelings. I'll be considerate. You ever play this game? My day can beat your day. You ever play that game? My day can beat your day. Husband comes out, worn out, starts complaining. I poured coffee on my pants. My boss got upset, and the air conditioner went out in the car. Wife says, oh, yeah? Well, my boss got upset with me today, and then when I came home, Timmy tried to drown the cat in the toilet, and and the beans burned, and how about that? The fact is, they both had a tough day. Wisdom is considerate, and this this is for me more than anybody. Allow your spouse to be tired without having to say, I'm more tired than you are. My day can beat your day. The fact is, you're both tired. We're both tired. If I'm wise, I'm not going to minimize your feelings. And if I'm wise, I'm not going to criticize your decisions. I'm not going to criticize your suggestions. If I'm wise, I'm not going to criticize your decisions. A wise person can learn from anybody. They're not defensive. They're open to reason. They're they're not stubborn. They're they're willing to listen and to learn. James says, wisdom is submissive. This, is, this word is only used one time in the New Testament, and it doesn't really mean submissive. 
It really means reasonable, willing to listen, willing to be open to ideas and suggestions. The Revised Standard Version, if you, you follow that, that, that version, says it's open to reason. The Living Bible says it allows discussion. So are you a reasonable person? Listen, parents, can your kids reason with you? The Bible says if you're wise, you're reasonable. You're open to suggestions. You know, a lot of times, you know, don't confuse me with the facts. I've made up my mind. When I want to hear your opinion, I'll tell it to you. A wise person does not antagonize your anger, does not minimize your feelings, and does not criticize your suggestions. Don't be defensive. Most of us are too oversensitive. If somebody makes a suggestion, we take it as a personal criticism and we're defensive. A wise person can learn from anybody. Don't criticize. Don't be, get defensive. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, A fool thinks he needs no advice. A wise man listens to others. Listen, if somebody is offering you some um, hopefully constructive criticism, if it's true, listen and learn from it. If it's false, just ignore it and forget it. So much easier said than done, I know. But if I'm wise, I'm going to be open to reason. I'm not going to criticize your suggestions. I'm going to listen to them. And then if I'm wise, I'm not going to emphasize your mistakes. If I'm wise, I will not emphasize your mistakes. Wisdom is full of mercy and good fruit. Do you jump on people every time they, they make a blunder? Every time they make a fault? Every time... They fumble it. You always use everybody in your family as the butt of your joke. Wisdom is full of mercy. I'm not going to emphasize your mistakes. Do you ever let people go or do you keep hounding them about their past mistakes? Do you hold them in leverage and they never can be set free even if they have asked for forgiveness? Remember the time you did that? You remember, remember what you did? You're always holding on. You're always bringing up the past for leverage. If I'm wise, I'm not going to emphasize your mistakes. I'll be full of mercy. I'll give you what you need, not what you deserve. If you're wise, you're not going to rub it in. You're going to rub it out. You don't hold it over their heads. You forget it. When somebody stumbles, you don't judge them. You encourage them. We don't need more judging. We don't need judgment. We need encouragement when we stumble. Are you that way at home? If somebody forgets something, I mean, maybe they forgot to fill up the, the car with gas and you run out. I mean, that's going to make anybody upset, but maybe they forgot to bring the mail in or take out the trash. How are you? Do you rub it in or do you rub it out? The wise thing is not to emphasize the mistake. Wisdom is full of mercy and good fruit. And good fruit is, is, is kind actions. It's something you do. It's you don't just show sympathy, you do something about it. You take action. It's a kindness, it's being a doer of the word. James 2.12, we've already gone over this, mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy is a greater principle than judging. James says, I'm wise, I'm, I won't emphasize your mistakes, I won't criticize your suggestions, I won't minimize your feelings, I won't antagonize your anger, and if I'm wise... I will not disguise my weaknesses. 
If I'm wise, I will not disguise my weaknesses. A mark of a wise person is they don't try to hide and disguise their own weaknesses. Wisdom is impartial and sincere. Now, what does that have to do with disguising our weaknesses? Well, these two words in Greek sound similar. They sound like hypocrite. And that's where we get the word from. It means without hypocrisy, straightforward, right on. In the Greek theater, they often had just a couple or, or three actors playing an entire play. These people would change parts. They would hold masks in front of their face, and one person would have five or six different masks and parts. In, in that person, that actor was known as a hypocrite. They have all kinds of masks. James says if you're smart and you're wise, you're not phony. You don't wear masks and, and try to be something you're not. Real, wise people are honest and they're open. They're not phony, they're genuine, they're real, and they're authentic. What you see is what you get with a, with a wise person. They don't uh, attain or pretend perfection. If I'm wise, I'm not going to disguise my weakness. There are so many phony relationships today. People try to be something they're not, and I mean... I love social media as the rest of you, but social media makes it very easy to show people only what you want to show them. And oftentimes, it's the good parts without the bad. Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen: whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. It's not wise to pretend that you're perfect and you've got it all together, because guess what? Newsflash, no one does. No one has it all together. When you start telling people what your weaknesses are, they're not going to be shocked. You know why? Because they already know. Everybody knows your weaknesses. You're the only one who won't admit to it. We see each other's weaknesses all the time. Why do we walk around pretending that we don't know? We do. It's obvious to everybody, but we don't want to admit it. If I'm wise, I won't disguise my weaknesses. People appreciate honesty and sharing where they are. It also helps them to be more open because they might be struggling with the same exact thing as you. But often we're too afraid to open up, to be honest, to be real, and to share what's going on. So there you go. How do you rate on the wisdom test? Some of you got an F. Some of you got a C. Maybe you got a B or an A. I don't know. Do you compromise your integrity? Do you use people, manipulate them, and use them for things that you want? Do you tend to antagonize their anger, always, see, uh, always ticking people off? You know that if you say that one thing, you're going to get their hot button, you're going to press it, but you say it anyways. 
James says that's not wise. If I'm wise, I'm not going to antagonize your anger. If I'm wise, I won't minimize your feelings. Feelings are neither right nor wrong. They're just feelings. Just for instance, when my wife has a feeling, it's valid. Whether, whether I think it's logical, whether it makes sense, the fact that she feels it, that's, the, that's all that matters. If I'm wise, I'm not going to minimize that. If I'm wise, I won't criticize your suggestions. Parents, can your kids make suggestions to you? Spouses, can your spouse make suggestions to you? If I'm wise, I won't emphasize your mistakes. I don't rub it in, I rub it out. If I'm wise, I don't try to disguise my weaknesses. So how do we get wisdom? How do I become one of those people, one of those wise people in relationships so that I have that peace that everybody is talking about? This is the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge comes from education. Wisdom comes from God. To get knowledge, you look around. To get wisdom, you look up. Knowledge comes from reason. Wisdom comes from revelation. Knowledge is something you learn. Wisdom is a gift. James 1.5, we looked at this at the very beginning. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Wisdom is is a gift of God. If I'm loving and I'm wise, I'm going to make it in life. If you're loving and wise, you're going to make it in life. Ask of God who gives generously. That verse continues, because God loves to give. If you ask him, he will give it to you. Colossians 2.3 says, The secret is Christ himself. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. The secret is is Christ himself. It's all wrapped up in the person of Jesus. If you want God's wisdom, get Jesus in your life. You invite him into your life and you say, Christ, think your thoughts through my mind. Say your words through my mouth. Help others with my hands. Love people with my heart. And put your wisdom in my mind. The wisest thing I have ever done is to give my life to Jesus. That's where wisdom comes from. When you get God's wisdom in your life day by day, as you allow him into your life and develop your character, you'll find your relationships getting better and better. Even if the, the person on the other end even if the other person on the other end isn't making any improvement, your relationship will get better because you are getting better and better. James says, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Let us ask God for wisdom so that we can have that peace in our relationships. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, We pray for that wisdom that can only come from you. That wisdom that enables us to sow seeds of peace in our relationships. Some of us are in some difficult relationships right now. Some of us have been and some of us will be.
Father, and honestly, we're at a loss. We don't know where to move, how to move forward. And so we ask for your wisdom, your direction. Help us to be better so that our relationships can get better. We ask for your help, your guidance, your peace, your wisdom. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.